Happy Happy uh, New Year, dude. Happy New Year. You got any resolutions? Shut up, Christian. You gonna smoke no. more weed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna smoke more weed, motherfucker. What do you care about? I know no, you're no. not gonna drink uh, less, so I'm not gonna fucking even question actually, that. Actually, actually, I'm doing a dry January. Shut the fuck up. I am. Listen, I'm doing dry January. Listen, I will eat my hat if you make it through January dry. Yo, Veronica! Christian thinks I'm fucking lying about dry January! Well, considering how often you talk about it, I start thinking the same. What did you say, Veronica? I said, considering how often you talk about it, I start thinking the same. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you heard her, right? Ah, uh, so the skepticism is there then. <laughs> yeah, and then she was like, she's like, you know, you can't just go harder in February. <laughs> like, I, 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 I get it. I get it. I know the rules. I know the rules. And it's not like sleep, Levi. You can't just try to, like, make it up, you know? What? But yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm extremely skeptical about whether or not you're going to succeed. Listen, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure the liver regrows. <laughs> it's not like alligators, right. Levi. <laughs> like a like a lizard tail where you cut it off and just grows back. It's not like that. <laughs> I don't think uh, so. It's the opposite. Oh, it's the opposite. <laughs> if, the, if you damage your liver, you're done. I'm, All right, I'm really I'm, I'm really glad ask... she's there to weigh in on this. Yeah, I'm gonna have to ask you to shut the door as well now. <laughs> so we can't hear this shit. <laughs> Uh, no, no, you should stick around and continue to embarrass him. We all enjoy this. Marriage. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, marriage. Um, but, uh, yeah, dude, uh, what, what, uh, I mean, naturally you guys are just chilling and everything, but did you do anything special today, or did you just work? Nope, I just worked, yeah. I had to fucking work on New Year's Eve, of course, having me fucking bother these people on a, you know, practically a holiday. Oh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure every cannabis grower's really got a lot of things going on up in the hills. You'd be surprised. These people are fucking, you know, I mean... Doers? Yeah, I mean, I guess, no, they are really, they are really stoners, though, like, to be real. Like, they're fucking... They... Discreetly, have you, um, have you come across anybody, like, in the business or on the phone where it's like, they actually got other shit going on? It's like, oh, shit, you actually run this other business? Oh, Dude, shit. Like, that constantly. Kind of thing. Yeah, that you know that's that humble shit, man. Where you let, you really realize everybody's fucking growing weed. Not only that, not only everyone fucking growing weed, but they've all just they all wear so many hats. You know, they've all got like some. You know, they've got a distribution company, and they've got like a white label company, and they've got like a processing company, and they do extraction. Uh, oh, a white label. Oh, a white label company. You mean black market? That's interesting. <laughs> how people call that white labeling now. I really like that. No, a lot. white labeling. Like, I mean, like, uh, like. Packing fucking pre rolls and like no, I get it. I filling get it. cartridges yeah. and shit. That's technically what white labeling is. But yeah, no, that too. Like, there's definitely a ton of people who are just like broaching the white market for the first time. Well, I guess I guess white labeling is a little different because it's like I mean I can produce like if if my gummy was legal, I could produce the gummies and then like sell them to other people and they then can sell them and do whatever. I guess. Oh, that see, is that's the whole thing. Too. Like, as long as the distributor is like licensed, basically, it's like. You know, we don't really have any, it's not really our concern what they do it after the fact, you know. Exactly. Holly, how can you drink two separate beverages and none of them are alcoholic? I'm very confused. Yeah, how is that physically possible? I'm drinking lemon water with sage, but then you also drinking peach, t- Jesus, just stop, just choose a liquid. There's a lot of liquids choose going on. Choose a liquid. <laughs> God damn it. Berry things you tossed in there. Ooh, so crazy. Yeah. Sober is boring. I also don't trust you, but it's okay. Yeah, I'm I'm drinking my my Boochcraft uh, ginger lime organic hard kombucha. Um, I'm about to drink some champagne, and I have this stuff called. Yo, pop that bottle, bitch! Let's go! Ow, 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 ow. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Fucking happy New Year's, bitches! Here we go. <laughs> Boo!
Ooh. Oh, he did it. You fucking right. did it. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. I'm drinking it too. Happy fucking New Year, y'all. It's not actually not even New Year's for us, but for the New Zealand folks it is. Yeah, it was already uh Veronica called her parents at like one o'clock in the afternoon here for them, so Amazing. Do you remember like the whole Y two K thing? Like I know a lot of people were knowledgeable about it before, but in the t- in the small town of North Dakota where I was from, it definitely didn't hit everybody until that night where it's like, oh wait, it wait, it's already New Year's in Australia. Wait, does that mean that nothing's gonna happen? And then that then just kind of like you know fizzled away. But I definitely remember like fearing until that last day and just watching when I was a kid. And I was like, wait a second, it it already happened somewhere else. So yeah, that means exactly. it. Damn it, <laughs> like that kind of thing. No, it was like the it was like the simplest fix to. I can't really recall the details, but I remember that that yeah. day very vividly. Everyone was fucking freaking out about Y two K. Of course, yeah, nothing fucking happened. Truly, I think the only thing that like happened in America was like uh like some random people like through Blockbuster got like charged like you know they were charged like three thousand dollars because it looked like their video was out for like a hundred years or something like that. But yeah, there was like the hysteria shit. behind that was fucking hysterical though. They had people yep. thinking that planes were going to fucking drop yep. out of the sky yep. and that submarines were going to fucking be launching nuclear missiles and starting a fucking, I just, I don't know, know why. Nuclear war. Yeah. I don't know why I thought about it today. And I was like, huh, I guess I did kind of fucking think, but then I guess like when I was a kid, I, I mean, I didn't care what global disaster. I just wanted to miss school. Like, I didn't fucking care what it was. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I guess if we don't get to have school then, I guess it's all good. So, whatever. <laughs> did, did you go to school the day that 9-11 happened? I knew you were going to bring that up. And yeah, I was in, <laughs> I, I, I was in, I, well, in North Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota, sadly, we knew that. Well, actually, no, North Dakota. So, we were really scared when 9-11 happened because North Dakota, most of North Dakota is an underground army base. We still have, like, most of the U.S. warheads, like, underneath North Dakota. My my grandfather used to, like, service them and shit. Like, there's, like, so many underground tunnels and shit in North Dakota. Um, so, yeah, we have still, like, have a lot of, like, firearms here. So, we were, like, North Dakota was concerned, like, even the governor at that time, just because, like, if it was true terrorism, it'd be like, well... They might want to, you know, drop one here because one here would take out everything. It would just put a big hole in the world, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, North Dakota, a nuclear wasteland. Oh boy, you don't even know what's there. It's all underground. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> it's just wind tunnels. Don't worry about it. Just wind tunnels. All right, so one more time. Does everybody just. Am I just going to be in the hallway basically through this recording? Yeah, you're going to be in the fucking hallway. I mean, as long as it sounds good on your output, when you listen to it on GarageBand, you know, whatever you're tracking with, mm-hmm. then we're good. They, the Our Patreon supporters can, can suffer through this one episode with you sounding like you're in the fucking hallway. Oh, man, I love everybody. Y'all are adorable, too. Yep, I love you God, so much. Everybody's got cute faces. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Look at him go. That's hilarious. Yo, I'm gonna, it's selfie time. Levi, get in here, you bitch. Well, I don't know how to do that. Take a picture of yourself and then post it on fucking Discord. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. You're probably gonna log yourself out on accident. When you I honestly, I'm not gonna do that. Phone, I'm, but... I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I do have a Mathcore Index hoodie on, so that counts. See, this is why you gotta do it. Don't uh, be a punk. I, I, I'm a stupid punk. I don't know how to work anything. Don't yell at me. <laughs> Selfie incoming. That was bad. I gotta do a different one. Sorry, this is very important, Levi. You're gonna have to just wait. 
This is very this is very official math cast stuff. I hate and everybody there's, right there's now. Jeremiah. Happy New Year, motherfucker! Whoop, whoop. Oh my god! <laughs> Skin jockey, <laughs> looking very clinical. PP indeed. Big That's pee-pee. amazing. That is so amazing. <laughs> Yo, dog, are you at work right now? What's going on? Also, if you just dress like that, I'm also okay with that. Oh, okay, he's working. All right. Bless you then. You're a soldier. Man. You see my ugly face in my booch, my booch craft. Can you believe that Holy Moller used to play in that exact you outfit? You literally, you motherfucker. I love how we both just immediately, our minds go to Holy Moller, obviously. Yeah, I, I, I just, I think about this sometimes. I'm like, I can't believe they performed in those masks. That's so crazy. Like, when I look at old videos and shit, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, performing in, in masks, that being said, you know, it's kind of like the standard thing right now. But, uh, yeah, it's. I'm sure it's challenging because you fucking, you can't, like, respirate properly. Oh my god, they played in the doctor's jackets and everything. I remember that. I just think about like that as like one of the weirdest, like uncomfortable outfits. At least the locust outfits like were breathable. It was always like mesh and tights and stuff. I mean, actually, it may be a hot or a cold room. Those locust outfits were probably really nice because it's probably just a bunch of spandex. Yeah, I guess they probably. I mean, they probably got it figured out. Been doing <laughs> yeah, it. they probably got it figured <laughs> they out. They probably. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, I think well, Justin I mean, Pearson been... has it figured it out. Yes, <laughs> they've been doing it for so long. You know, they 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 probably have just like barfed in their own costumes so many times that now they've got it. You know, they've got it dialed in. Guar's outfits are there to please our our eyes. They are not Rest there for their Rocky. Yeah, it's not there for their comfort. I'm pretty sure all of those are very just shitty. But the thing is, most Guar outfits, it's you know, you have like like kind of like the cock piece, like the, the underwear area. And then you have other parts. It's like, it's not one large outfit. It's always like padded things, you know, and then they're painted like in the, in the open areas. So I feel like it's just like suiting up for like a football game. Like if you're dressed for Guar, you just have just a larger <laughs> helmet on, you know? Right. Basically. Yeah. Full elbow. Yeah. Full elbow motion. Exactly. They're basically, it's like dark Disney characters kind of. Yep. They really are something else, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my God, this is yeah. That's a lot of champagne. But, but, but answer me this: Can you name one song from any Guar album? Oh, uh, Slaughterama. Can, can anyone name? Can anyone Slaughter- name? Slaughterama. Okay. Slaughterama. Levi's not the right person to ask. <laughs> excuse me, but <laughs> beef sandwich. You. Yeah. Damn, and then the fucking the fucking chat pops off. Of course. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay, so I'm the only person who's not a Guar fan. Great. You, if you want to, if you want to treat, you watch live from Antarctica. That is an older, old, old video of theirs, and it's it's special. What is it? Uh, live from Antarctica. It's just one of those mm. ones where it's like, it's it's filmed live, but there's also like some like skittish shit like film behind it and everything. It's pretty well done. I remember watching it like when I was a kid. Interesting. Yep. Live from Antarctica. I'll have to check that out. Exactly. I'm just saying if you if you want to experience. You know who Guar- else played live from Antarctica? Is Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Boy, yes, do they... I love Metallica. Boy, you know, let me tell you what. Thrash cast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 58th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just want to remind you all, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments or submissions, you can email us at mathcoreindex at gmail.com. 
bands on this episode are decided in part by our Patreon supporters, which is on pause right now, but please go check that out if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits starting again in the month of February, potentially. I don't know. Maybe. How do you, how do you, um, how do you pause a Patreon? <laughs> I don't know. You, you, I did it, though. I figured it out somehow. I, <laughs> I, I did a thing. I paused it. <laughs> Just for the time being, because we got to... Levi and I are both very... Uh, preoccupied with other things, shall we say? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why'd you Why'd you do that? Yeah, of course we are. Yeah, we're busy. I want I wanted to put some innuendo in there to make it exciting. But, um, yeah, that was, that was ridiculous. To sort of to sugarcoat the fact that we've been neglecting that particular aspect of the, the whole math core index thing. So does it still um, cost five hundred dollars for me to get a tattoo? What does it cost these days? I mean, oh my god! Can somebody please just fucking come in with a hundred dollars a month just for like one month to get Levi to fucking get that stupid tattoo thing? I actually disabled that level, but now I'm going to have to bring it back now that you say that. Hey, there's Robert. There's Robert, yep. For everybody uh, listening, um, in the future, we got uh, uh, our uh, Patreon supporters in the live live chat uh, showing us all their lovely beverages and beautiful faces here on the last podcast of 2020. Yes, this is our, our final podcast of 2020, although we do not have our best of 2020 selections ready for you today. We will very soon, rest assured. <laughs> oh, d- don't you worry. We'll have them <laughs> soon. Yep. <laughs> they are in the works. They're coming. Checks in the they're mail. Gonna come, they're going to come right on down that road. You're not even going to know what hit you. You're, you're going to be like, whoa, what was that? What was that list that just hit me? That was one hell of a list. Whoa. <laughs> that was a oh, one hell of a list. <laughs> it's going to fucking just pop off. Um, so, yeah, without, without further ado, all the nonsense aside, let's talk about some bands. So mm-hmm. the first band, the first project we're going to talk about is Blood Menace. Blood Menace is a solo mathcore heavy hardcore project from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, featuring Jake Yinchik, guitarist of Shingard. And forgive me, Jake, if I mispronounced your last name. Can you repeat that one more time about the Shingard thing? I didn't, I didn't yeah, so know this, that. This project is uh, is a solo project. Oh, yeah, I knew, the so- I knew the solo yeah, yeah. project. Yeah, oh, yeah. So the musician is, uh, is Jake uh, Yinchik of Shingard. Fucking screamo shout out, big time screamo shout out, and yep. really uh, broaching some fucking wild, chaotic, and heavy territory on this little EP. This is uh, some heavy mathcore with outrageous guitar runs, disgusting vocals, and just like devastating breakdowns one after the next. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, <clears throat> this was a this was one that I listened to and was not aware it was a one person project until I finished and I was blown away this takes everything that I fucking love in extreme music I it's just the chaotic techie grind deathcore going on um I feel like the the later uh the later era era of uh, the MySpace um era did that uh, for us Big gave time. us a lot of of the more you know, like the dysphorias and things like that. Um, Which I see a lot of parallels between dysphoria and this project too, by the way. Ex- exactly, exactly. Just well-rounded, just super brutal. It's got, it's got everything. Um, this is, this it almost made me uh, kind of tingle and warm my heart a little bit inside knowing this is just one individual just spewing out what their brain wants. And uh, it's, it's pretty beautiful. And fucking killing it too. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like the the production could maybe just be like slightly better, but that's like literally my only complaint. Like this EP is really really enjoyable from back to front. Yeah, mind you, like there was no single, there was no anything before. It was just plopped out, 
here's the tracks. So it's basically the, like the debut EP, I guess. Uh, yeah, and what a debut! This is um, yeah, this this is really aggressive and good shit. Uh, also, artwork by Jack Buckaloo of the Calista Boys. <laughs> Fucking awesome! Uh, always fan of just seeing little dolls' heads in any cover art. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there it is. Bit of uh, <laughs> mouth breather inspired. I mean, I, I think mouth breather has. You know, uh, it's, you know, yeah. I'm thinking that. Yep. I, yeah, definitely there. But I mean, it's creepy dolls. Like that's a fucking that's a good cover, and also mm-hmm. kind of obvious, I suppose. So, um, yeah, a uh, lot of I mean, every track is really good on the CP. Like I didn't really have like a favorite track like overall, I guess, because they're all kind of equally good. But uh, futile, I think, is probably overall the best track, given that it's just like. It just kicks off with those extremely gross half-step harmonies. Again, just recalling Dysphoria for me, yep. which are like interspersed with chugs. You know, again, that's kind of a classic fucking MySpace era formula, isn't it? Like the chug chug, like the noodles in between the chugging. Yeah, it's 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 the it's that Dysphoria Viramia uh, effect going on there, uh, and, and even like uh, nowadays bands. I mean, I got some Geisterfar vibes as well, like off this. Uh, release, you know, like they're definitely it, kind of channeling the same era for sure. So that comparison makes yeah. total sense to me as well. Yep. Um, Futile, I would say, is my favorite track as well. I mean, just start strong, fucking tears your pecker off, move on from there, you know. Uh, and then it kicks into like that basically a classic metalcore riff, you know. Yep. Yep. It, it's just like a class. It's bit it, like it could have been. It's like a just. I'm 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 at a loss for words here. Yep. It it's like a perfect metalcore riff basically and then it just like kind of like falls apart with various guitar noises and pick taps just fucking all over the place and then suddenly a clean guitar break just like again myspace used to make um the little melodic parts every once in a while you know you gotta do a little sprinkle yeah. of that in there you know yep mm-hmm. yeah definitely like using those little melodic parts for sure and then just like more dissonant guitar breakdown fuckery and then another clean part yep exactly <laughs> so it just goes good Oh no, yeah. So ultimately, I mean, like, it, every track is great. Uh, throw a dart. This is this will be the first time I'm saying this, but this is the this is a, uh, an album. There's only five tracks, but yeah, man, just fucking put, close your eyes, pick one, and it's gonna tear you apart. Yeah, but this this first track in particular, it just goes so many directions in its two minute runtime that um, th- that song alone is basically worth checking this project out. Over. Oh my god, absolutely. And, and technically, if you're paying for it on my uh, on uh, on Bandcamp. You almost prob- said MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> Can you imagine if you actually pay- had to pay for shit back in the day? They would have made so much fucking money. They would have uh, had a serious racket, yeah. They would have had a serious racket. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, I would say I would say just even buying this album for four or five dollars and just having futile in your back pocket is pretty fucking beautiful. So, for sure. Yeah. You know, I also like Spine Poison as well. It's not quite as awe-inspiring, but clearly just trying some different shit on this track with like the hyper thrash riff with some like quick changes. But naturally, it can't resist like throwing in the huge open note chugs. You know, actually, I'd say it's probably the weakest track on the EP, but overall, still like a good effort. I understand this uh, EP did just come out, but I do think it's at the level and the and honestly, right now, uh, from yesterday to today, I'm seeing I, I think it's more supporters already than I saw yesterday on here. I'm looking at the website, um, but I've been giving it the hard plug like every week. So yeah, dude, I, I like to think I, I have something to do with that. I would not be shocked if there we if we get word from 
you know, blood menace in within a month or two that, yo, by the way, this is being pressed on this label. This is being pressed on this label, that kind of thing. Cause I, I wouldn't see, I, I would in this day and age, I wouldn't see uh, a problem with this being in a physical copy. I'm pretty, this surprised. is a solo project that is kind of on par with meth, Witch. on that note. Ooh, I would like, agree with you. I would definitely agree with you for the fact that I remember the first time listening to meth, Witch and not knowing it was just that sweet, sweet man playing. And on that note, just speaking of like like legendary one person projects, um, the track antagonist, which is probably the heaviest track on the album, by the way, just opens with these huge breakdowns. <laughs> it just um, fucking yep, it just goes right away. <laughs> Wastes no time, no time at right all, right into yep. the breakdown. Yep. But um, that really recalled disfiguring the goddess for me, just to like really bring it back to like MySpace era shit. Like if I had to give you an yep. FFO for this band, Dysphoria, Methwitch, and Disfiguring the Goddess. This this is very new and nostalgic at the same time, uh, and we've said totally. this before. It, it's yeah, it, it, it hits it hits our uh, our updated. brains pretty well. So yeah, it's updated. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Speaking of being updated, uh, the track "A Harrowing Presence" kind of illustrates why I think this is a bit more updated, just given that it's got a lot of pitch shifters. Um, that that particular trait is so prevalent in modern hardcore, metalcore, mathcore. Everyone's fucking using the whammy pedal right now. Mm-hmm. And it's all over this track and really fucking well used. Like, can we talk about the pitch shifters on this track? <laughs> um, the, the, the chromatic guitars too that come in after that uh, are just fucking huge too. Just those guitar noises all over it. Uh, again, very similar to Meth Witch. And the bridge of the song is incredible too. There's like this huge, almost like gang vocal part where the lyrics are like, "Fulfill the prophecy." And it's such oh, wait, a goddamn. Wait, what, tra- what, what track is this again? A harrowing the presence. Harrowing. Yep, yep. Yeah, there's this like there's this gang vocal moment where the lyrics are like fulfill the prophecy. Uh, at the way, a... yeah, it's it's fulfill the prophecy. It's fucking heavy as shit. Dude, it's amazing. It's such a goddamn sacrificial moment. I feel like I need to be like slaughtering a lamb or something while listening to it. Wait, you didn't? You did slaughter the <laughs> yeah. lamb? I mean, I did. Totally. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Don't want to look like an I idiot. I did. Okay, retain, retain my, my cult status. Yep, alright, good. Cult with a V. <laughs> Black metal. Uh, on that note, uh, with a V, uh, last track, Vulture, once again, fucking destro- destroys, man. Yep. That's a hell of a track, too. I, I would say that's also one of the best tracks on the album with that catchy, chuggy, artificial, harmonic-laced introduction uh, with a, a very like tasteful and sparingly used minor third riff. Just a bit. Not too I, much. You know? I love I love the fucking lyrics. Lyrics fit the music very well. Uh, just dark and short and sweet. Because <laughs> Levi <laughs> likes, likes to read the lyrics. the lyrics. I do. I do. I like to write. I like to wake up with a cup of coffee and just read the lyrics. Now where is Kevin? He was in the chat earlier. What the fuck's going on? Somebody tag Kevin. Tell him to get in here. Did Kevin die? No, he's offline. So he probably he's probably like, nope, not tonight. He's got a life. Not that <laughs> none of you in the chat don't, or do, or don't. Uh, not trying to throw shade at anyone. I'm just fake as fuck. Listen, yo, by the way, Christian, uh, we do need that button. The, we need the radio button that says... Uh, we really do. We do. Do we need a soundboard for that? What do we need for that? What, we what, that? what we need is we need a fucking a Levi reaction, first of all. A boo? Is it like that? Like a <laughs> Levi reaction or no? <laughs> 
but yeah, basically, because you're wondering where the lyrics are, you know. So <laughs> yeah, definitely a look of curiosity <laughs> and wonder. That that would be helpful. Oh, I like I that. I mean, that's good. The uh, the Discord is boosted right now, so I'm pretty sure that means we can like make custom reactions. Dude, which is great. really special. <laughs> um, so yo, that uh, banal minutia aside, back to fucking uh, blood menace. But I was um, gonna say, let, let's yeah, vulture. Let, let's play it. Let's play. Uh, let's play futile. Let's fucking uh, blast a track and move on. Futile man. is, is a track for sure. But just one more thing about vulture. It's got those like subtle glitch elements. Mm. Um, like not really used too much elsewhere on this EP, but uh, really impressive vocal acrobatics too. Yep. Again, just kind of just driving home that myth which comparison there for you. With the glitchiness? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Futile, which is track one from Blood Menace's new EP, The Threat EP. And that came out on December 17th of 2020. Here we go. I don't even have it ready right now. Sorry, one second. Failure. Yeah. <coughs> oh no i full screened it i'm so faded kevin what up Spicy. Mm-hmm. So that was Futile, which is track one from Blood Menace's new EP, Threat, and that came out on December 17th. That was lovely, wasn't it? It was beautiful. So next, we're going to talk about champagne-colored cars. No, not literal Cuba. <laughs> the band, <laughs> you dummy. From Math Rock, uh, from rather from Math Rock, 
<laughs> when he when he reads his notes backwards. Um, so they are a math rock trio from Atlanta, Georgia, and they just released their new EP or short LP, depending upon who you ask. I guess. I mean, it's like it's on a fucking 12 inch but it's like 18 minutes long so i want to classify it as an ep i Levi, will i i would say uh the 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 walking levi that every day i just walk all over this goddamn city of san francisco um i would say it is an ep because the three times i listened to it walking around the city i was oh after that last track i was like ah, oh, oh wait is that it and I go like, oh shit, okay. Like, so I definitely call it an EP. Um, it's but if it so fits, on, if it fits on a record, fits on a record. It's all good, right? Indeed, it does. I mean, it fits on a. Whoa, hold up! It's not a one-sided one. It actually fits no. on. Huh? I, I'm, well, sure, I'm sure they've got. Well, when I'm you, sure when they've you, got two sides to that. When your first track is fucking six minutes over six minutes long, I guess yeah, it's not too hard to fill up a an LP. I, I hate to like front load this discussion with my criticism about the album, but bring it on, doggy. Like I definitely would have liked a longer runtime. This is this material is really really good, but it was just feeling a bit light to me, and I'm left wondering if like is this supposed to represent a crack at a full length, or was this just a, a collection of songs that just simply needed to be? Oh, you son of a bitch! Is that your complaint? Is no, I mean either way. Listen, I'm not. Either way, I'm not really complaining about the quality. I'm not complaining about the quality at all. Like, okay, I, all right. I just, I like my point is, it just does feel a bit more like vignettes, because every song is over so quickly, and then the album is over so quickly. You know. Well, I mean, they before this they had a split and an EP. You know, so it's like if technically this is the longest thing they've had. So exactly. It's not, like they, it's not like they teased us with like a, a a masterful full length before, and now they're just teasing us with fucking little shit you know that's um, a totally fair observation for yeah. sure yeah i mean so uh, maybe, maybe my expectations of every band are just like way too high i mean i understand that critique but i think in this band i mean that is this is that's almost like i feel like what you just said there it's like uh you're like trying to squeeze that fucking like little water out of the rock you know like you're just trying to get something because like other than that man this 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 is flawless music this is amazing math rock it's so good like yeah i mean like i mean do, what are the what's everything your i would just set aside like I mean, like, is there any other critique? I mean, I want to get them all out of no. the way. Okay. No, no, no. That's, exactly. that's basically it. Boom. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So let's fucking start kissing their asses here. <laughs> 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 we don't usually do that. Um, uh, no, but, no, not at all. No, no. But we kind of, it just, sort of, the conversation took us there. So there it is. But so uh, Champagne Color Cars just released their new EP or again, LP, depending on who you ask, called Tourism which came out December 4th via Choke Artist, which fucking shout out to Choke Artist, putting out so much good shit. Do you know what? Uh, this, this was a re- last year. This was a release where I, when I looked at the band camp and I looked like who released it, I was like, duh. Naturally. <laughs> of course Choke <laughs> Artist would have done it. That kind of thing. It's just like, now I look at like Choke Artist, Zegma Beach, uh, you know, uh, Dog Night, uh, smaller, Dog Night for sure. you know, smaller uh, labels that are really shoving out some pretty awesome shit um and uh i don't know it just whenever a band pops up i'm like and it's dog night okay yep i, I figure that that kind of thing <laughs> yeah uh, label is just fucking killing it um and this is like feel good math rock with just tons of midwest emo influence uh complete with tappy guitars sappy wordplay uh and very like unique bass baritone vocal range of tyler perkins you know, and that, that vocal range isn't exactly super prevalent in the genre with many of the scenes vocalist having more of like a 
you know, a, a high tenor or borderline like alto register even. He's uh, he's going in the same kind of range where uh, the vocalist of uh, Nurture Nurture uh, kind of goes to, I feel. Good call. They're super similar projects. They're drawing from very similar influences, so I totally understand that comparison. The, the, the vocal approaches are, are a little different. Um, the range is there, but uh, I... This is this is once again another album I'm gonna say just like Blood Menace, man. Fucking close your eyes, throw a dart. Any track that you hit is gonna be fucking gold. I don't care what it is. Um, this is an album that yeah. I really truly didn't find a favorite track to. Um, I know every you, track is just good. Exactly, and then this uh, naturally uh, Mathcore Index, right? Uh, they you guys did uh, the premiere for uh, Dimensional, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, Featuring then, uh, Ellie Price. Yep, yep, uh, dude. Such a great just. COVID-19, just isolation fucking video. Everybody's just having fun, holding their cats, doing their thing, um, sitting on their porches on the roof. It's 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 great vibes. Um, and also... <laughs> I, I, it's I a guess, great quarantine video for sure. It is. Um, I, I guess Dimensional would be my my favorite track for the fact that the, the Ellie uh, Price uh, uh, addition really just puts that fucking cherry on top, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but this yeah, three Her piece, feature is really quite good. Yeah, uh, and, and it's strong too. It's not just a faint female vocal in the background. I mean, it's it's there. It makes that it def she, like her vocals. I feel make that track. Um, I agree. Eden's Gate. Every, I mean, what's I mean, man? It's the Eden's Gate was great because of the, just the beautiful chimey, twinkly blend behind the guitar tone. I think is what makes that track really. Yeah, it's basically dude. it's almost like two minutes of hey, check out this effect pedal, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, but it's like yeah. so catchy and like done really well that you can't help but love it. Like it's one of the more memorable moments on the album. Yep. Like that big fucking riff, you know. What I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Dun, In, dun, 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 dun. Dude, it's that's it's, fucking good. It's fucking intense math rock, a la fucking snooze, Delta Sleep, the sleep. most. How, Minus the, the bear. Yep, the most, right? I mean, you gotta you gotta put them yeah. in there because that's like. But I, I, once again, it's just fucking throw a dart, man. Every track is fucking fire. Out of the. Just to get back to the yeah, for sure. And yeah. To get back to the vocals too, I, I especially enjoy when the screaming comes in on Eden's Gate. Um, ah, it, yes. Like it's like a very brief recapitulation of the main motif. Like it's a bit harder, like more like like hardcore, if you will. Mm-hmm. And. Tyler doesn't scream very often on this record, but when it it actually happens, it's like really satisfying. It's like really like wanting to hear those moments more. I feel it's like a, you know a band making you really wait for the breakdown. I feel like when yeah. it does happen, you're like, oh, that is the heaviness I needed. And then the, you know there are exactly those like, like little that. they they have those little elements there. You hear that little like um Delta snoozy like chuggy thing going on here and there. You got you hear the little like blasts like every once in a while like they. I would peg snooze as one of their main influences. Actually, again, just illustrating how also how big that band has gone in the last couple years. Another choke artist band, right? So another choke artist band. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah quite in line with the, the label's vision of like math rock that is also kind of heavy you know mm-hmm. this that's a, that's a hard balance to strike we're we're like we're getting towards like a halfway of the episode and i just want to say like already right now there's a, such good releases at the end of the year in this whole re- this whole episode i feel is the bittersweet uh episode of every year that we do because it's like all these should deserve more attention because they probably will be, you know, kind of a little bit missed out, I would say, um, on people's year end lists. Uh, you get a little confused, like, you know, the next year pops in you start, I mean, but also a good album is a good album. You're going to listen to it no matter what. But I feel like these year, these, these end of the year albums are kind of like 
easy to forget about or miss. Exactly. Even, you I, know, you know, from from like a label perspective, from like a marketing perspective, it's really risky to be releasing anything after the month of November because you're you're definitely running the risk of being ignored by all the major publications. And then as someone mentioned astutely last time, I think it also has something to do with like the cycle of um well, I'm now I'm blanking on what they said, but <laughs> there's there's some X factor there that Isn't there has like to wasn't do there with, like, like, the, like record store wasn't the record store release days like always like fucking Tuesday or something like that back in the day? Like wasn't it always like a Tuesday things would come out? Or am I Well, I don't know, but now it's the industry releases on Friday. Like Friday is now the agreed upon industry release day. Well, that fucking makes sense for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's just the day that they assume that everyone's like getting off work and actually they potentially have yeah. the time to even give those releases the attention that they potentially deserve. So, I feel like the one year ender that uh, is on this list that might uh, reclaim something is Blood Menace because, like I said, Blood, Blood Menace, don't be shocked if some label prints a physical copy within 2021 and you'll be hearing about that again, you know? So that should definitely happen. There will probably be a refresher of Blood Menace, I'm pretty sure. So. Blood Menace, hit up Dark Trail Records. Let's do this. 2021, baby! I'm at the drop of my line now. Um, <laughs> He's made that public. Wow, that was okay. <laughs> I really am drunk podcasting right now. <laughs> you just, you give me a call. It's you official. gotta call you, yeah. you give me a call. No filter. <laughs> um, Christian's had yeah, one so, hard kombucha, everybody. You better watch out. He has got Levi, his shirt off. It's 7%, to be fair. All right. <laughs> but, pal... <laughs> Okay, Levi. I get it. I get it, dude. Did you okay. did you finish it yet, or are you halfway through, or what? <laughs> <laughs> you good? All right. Uh, so, I had. I mean, I loved like every track on this record. I loved Don Hector, uh, but I mean, it, it, I I didn't. So that I think that the first two tracks maybe take a little bit too long to like pick up speed for whatever reason. But Don Hector, I feel, is like where the album really starts to pick up, where they really start to develop some ideas a little better and actually give. You know, they, they give me the repetition of some of those more like beautiful and melodic parts that my ear wants to hear. Just returning to that whole kind of like vignette characteristic of many of their songs. They're just, they're over too soon. And in Don Hector, it, there's a bit more, uh, there's a bit more repeats of the, the, the parts that I enjoy most. I also enjoyed uh, New York Sewer, which has some of the biggest highlights of the record for me. Really enjoying those soft, enchanting vocal dynamics on the bridge. Uh, followed by the, the, these like chorus and reverb heavy riffs that really recall called minus the bear for me. Uh, uh, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking agreed. New York sewer minus the bear all over that one. Uh, I like glacier, which starts off a bit middle of the road with it's kind of like bouncy bass driven introduction. But when the tapping hits, it's really, really satisfying. Uh, you know, in a way that Delta Sleep kind of utilizes. And again, to speak of Minus the Bear, the guitar textures on this record are definitely screaming David Knudsen. Dimensional, Levi said earlier, we premiered the video for that. I'll link that for you in the description. Really nice feature from Ellie Price. Uh, Eden's Gate, we talked about that a minute ago. I thought that was great too. Again, those the guitar effects on this record are fucking excellent. Uh, enjoyed the screaming. I think though Fever Dream Season 3 is the overall strongest track on this album though just in terms of being like very sincere mm -hmm. and having um, you know like emotional content and delivery and also features another really great music video yes 
I would say this would be um, a very emotional ender. Uh, it was a well, uh, I mean, it, it's just a well-placed track for the ender, I would say. It's a perfect ender. Yep. Yeah. It. I, I think this song has some of the best musicianship on that note too, like with the guitar doing some of like the most acrobatic performances on the album and the drums even breaking briefly into like a blast beat. <laughs> That's a very yep. tricky sentence, by the way, briefly breaking into a blast beat. You said it well, man. You fast. said it well. It was a struggle. Um, but yeah, it's very climatic and cathartic and just kind of leaves you feeling uplifted and optimistic at the end. I believe that's the track that we should give our listeners. Yep. Um, also, uh, fucking shout out to uh, Taylor Adams, who did the artwork. I absolutely love the album artwork. Oh my God, it's sublime. Yeah. Uh, I want to live wonderful. there. I don't know what it is, but I want to live there. It's uh, it's utopia is what it is. Clearly. Goddamn right. Yep. So anyways, yep. Uh, what, what, you said what track? I think we should give them the last track, uh, Fever Dreams Season 3. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Perfect. So since we're in agreement, uh, we're going to go ahead and give you Fever Dreams Season 3, which is track 8 from Champagne Colored Cars' new album, Tourism, which came out December 4th via Choke Artist. Here we go. (laughs) Except, again, I don't have it pulled up, actually, so I'm not ready. It's okay. I'll edit this part out so nobody will know. None the wiser. Right, Levi? You're muted. You can't even say anything. I hate you. (laughs) Fuck you, bud. You're an asshole. (laughs) Today we say goodbye. The sky starts to crack up above. We make no sound. inspiring 
So good. That was good. Yeah, what a what a epic conclusion to the album as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was like totally <laughs> scarfing bad tie in between that song. And now the whole world knows. <laughs> You're busted. You're under arrest, bud. <laughs> oh man, so it's almost fucking uh, midnight on the East Coast. Is it really a nine o'clock yeah. is midnight on the East Coast? Oh right, it is. Three hours. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Time. It's different in some places. Christian, don't. <laughs> hmm. Oddly heavy for how lighthearted it is. Yeah, that's kind of true. What are you laughing at, Levi? Nothing, just nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, uh, but also, uh, <laughs> you are a drug addict, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, th- th- that track though, dude, uh, that was fucking fire. Uh, I, I feel once again, just like what a great ender to the album. So good. Yeah, perfect, perfect ender. Again, I just wish it was a bit longer. That's my that's my only criticism of this release is that every song is short, and as a result, the the entire album is short. But to speak again about Tyler Perkins, do you remember the project Ken that we covered a few episodes back? Yes. I forgot to mention when introducing this project that Tyler is also in the project Ken. Oh Jesus and, Christ! Uh, so also a very uh, vignette style, short track, short form math rock project. You know. Hmm. So perhaps uh, that's the M.O. here is to, you know, a bit more compact, succinct, you know, shorter songs. I I love it nonetheless, though. I think this is a much stronger effort than Ken, of course, too. I mean, it's more substantial, obviously, but um, I think all the elements are there to make it like just the X factor is there, period, you know. There's something bittersweet about the length of this album, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh, well, that's, uh, I mean, how apropos for the, the genre then. Right. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> Goddamn. So next we're going to talk about Yashira. Yashira are a chaotic post-metal quartet from Jacksonville, Florida. We've promoted the band uh, many times via our page, and they actually played our first annual fest back in 2018 at St. Vitus in Brooklyn, alongside their label mates in Cryptodira who we'll be talking about later in this episode. Yeah, they I, just definitely, released... I, I definitely had a lot of a Mathcore Index uh, Fest vibes <laughs> on this episode. I'm like, man, oh, Flashbacks man. hard as fuck. Um, yeah, so they just released their new full-length album, Fail to Be, which they released December 11th via Good Fight Music, which is the same minds that brought you the beloved Ferret Records, one of my favorite fucking labels from back in the day. Mm-hmm. All the I mean, metalcore it, gold. Dude, so many records that I love. See you next Tuesday, Every Time I Die. Um, the, the list goes on. Those two and more. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. There's you know there's more on the tip of my tongue, but again, I'm uh, just uh, extremely my, obtuse. So. My two my two were uh, Misery Signals and uh, Remembering Never. Those are my, th- oh, no my shit. fucking... Oh, no shit. That fucking Remembering Never, just straight edge fucking vegan awesomeness. Just brutal. Good. Very angry. Very angry. <laughs> Um, Yashira are truly a very difficult band to classify. Like they are admittedly, you know, influenced by bands like Neurosis. So there's a certain. Oh my of, god! There's so much sludge element with these guys, yeah. and I feel like a, a, as the albums go on, there's just more sludge. Absolutely, for sure. Neuro- dude. Neurosis, you nailed it. Absolutely. Yeah, very, very sludgy, very post-metal, sort of doom. Um, 
but they also take a lot of influence from more modern hardcore bands like Converge, uh, that use a lot of like both angular and sludgy riffs, peppered with like odd times and a lot of dissonance, and it really just creates like a chaotic and complex sound. They're really like versatile in that way. Um, slow and low wins the race in this <laughs> in this situation for sure. Um, honestly, man, other than what you just said, I, I just you know I, I love the angular you know side of it as well. I just I. This is Yashira. Yashira. I mean, it's it's all over the place. I I honestly couldn't really. They're a very unique it, sounding band. They've really got a kind of an idiosyncratic thing going on, don't they? Pretty well rounded. Uh, I could not put my finger on it other than what we've already said. Uh, even once again, trying to find a track that I, I I like the most. I mean, this album it's it's great in its entirety. I mean, it's a it's a piece of work. It was not um, difficult for me to identify my favorite track, but yeah, oh, really? I, I agree. It, it okay. is it is very well rounded though, and a fucking. A, powerful and uh gripping listen like for the its duration like do we have a do we have a label that's releasing them is that yeah so good fight music again good yeah, fight the, the fair, yes, the fair yes, yes oh fucking that makes sense okay good fight would make sense uh, uh, especially with like the whole uh Zao, uh split and everything that they did oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense okay okay yeah, good fight's just been putting out some really fucking good shit in the last mm-hmm. few years uh including ion dissonance's later stuff um, another comparison that really jumps out at me, just speaking of like dissonant and sludgy and just fucking evil, is Cult Leader. Like, I, I think it has to do with some of the mutual influences they share, like between Converge and Neurosis. Um, but it's really there in the guitar work and the drums for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trade off between three vocalists, too, which really kind of gives it a lot of fucking layering. Levi, I'm sure you appreciate that. You know, there's... Just the, the fucking layering and the. Okay, um, pluses of multiple vocals, right? It's the it's the layering, or it's just the fucking back to back. I love that like continuous like low high low high, you know that kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. also very very good. Um, I again, disp- <laughs> Crypto Dero, who we're gonna talk about later, ah, has also got that fucking yeah, nailed yeah. down. I know that's in your notes about that man. But I was so. like, I, I, right now, I just looked at my notes. I'm like, wait, is this is this what we were just wait wait a second wait a second like yeah <laughs> yeah okay. Yeah, I took us on a tangent about the whole triple layer vocal attack. But yeah, Yashira really has something special going there with the fact that both guitarists and bassists all seem to like share vocal duties like somewhat equally, like, you know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um they really know how to exercise restraint too. I think it adds a lot more emphasis and explosiveness to like their more chaotic moments. They don't just like jump right into like the more aggressive parts. They kind of again make you beg for them. What is your favorite track, man? What what, what is this track that like hits you? What is the by and far? It's it's shards of heaven. Um, oh, whoa, really? Two. Yeah, that was that was a big highlight for me. Um, I feel like the first track is a bit too contemplative and doomy. But Shards of Heaven is where the record the record really starts to like kick off in terms of intensity. It's got like a lot of like stop on a dime changes and just those dissonant fucking pummeling riffs. Like that track is is really intense. 
So that was, that was my favorite track on the album. I did also like Shades Erased, though. I that's, thought that was, that's, that would be my one if I chose one. It would be it's Shades It's got the Erased. fucking Dylan Walker feature, so how are you going to say no to that? Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <you> know, <laughs> oh, shit. Happy New Year on the East Coast, y'all. Fucking... Uh, it is, it, yep, you 9 o'clock here on West Coast time and uh, 12 <laughs> over there. So at this point in time, it is my duty to inform you I'm about to publish uh, the new Juan Bond album, which we just released via Dark Trail Records. Juan um, Bond Womb. Holla! <laughs> shameless, shameless plug there, but uh, you, you all needed to know that since that's what I'm going to do right now. Levi, stall for me. Say some stuff. Man, Screamo is the best. Y'all ever heard of Neil <laughs> Perry or Josh Fish for Battle? I'm telling you what, these are two bands. They actually had like, they kind of like mixed members every once in a while. And they had like, you know, a little bit of blending there. And uh, later on, uh, the, the the Now uh, was actually basically just a super group of Neil Perry and Josh Fish for Battle. Uh, you actually had like multiple vocalists and multiple guitarists all suited up in like suit and ties. How fun would that be? <laughs> What do you got? Okay, that's else? good, bud. Thank you. Okay, I appreciate yeah. that. Okay. Album is published. So, uh, Juan Bond Womb is out now via Dark Trail Records. Go check that out on Bandcamp. Buy the CD. It's fucking eight dollars because I'm a socialist and I think you should. I think you should pay less because I want you to have it. Rather you have it than not have it. So, pay eight dollars, get a CD. It's a good album. Um, my mom so, uh, always <laughs> called you a communist. That's why my mom always called you. Isn't that weird? Ah, oh, uh, communist. That's the that's the child's insult for someone who doesn't understand. Yeah, the Christian, that is. commie pig. That's what she always called you. I was like, oh, mom. Well, fucking uh, happy New Year, comrade. Um, but uh, so back to Yashira. My my shameless self promotion aside. Uh, yeah, Shades Erased was really great. Dylan Walker just fucking killing it on that track. Again, he's kind of like understated in that feature but I, I felt like it was it was pretty good mm-hmm. um i also enjoyed the conclusion of narrowed in mirrored light which what a song title by the way uh yes yeah this has a really exciting conclusion it, it takes a, a bit long to get going but when it like finally starts to develop like it's really fucking satisfying heavy dissonance Loving the vocal trade-off there. Big highlight in the record for me. Another highlight for me was Inertia Minds with those stabbing, discordant, gorgets-type corded riffs. Like, really hard to describe and articulate, like, what's happening there on the guitar, but kind of, like, screaming, almost like death metal-style gorgets-type riff, you know? Mm, gotta love that gorgets. I don't know if you picked up on that specifically oh, I did. Well, absolutely. on that track, but, yeah. I, I feel Inertia like... I feel I feel like this, uh, Yashira specifically, if this was just going to be their debut, I would almost be, I feel like it would be a critique where I'm like, yeah, you guys are all over the place. But when you listen to their past material and you see the building and critique and just like fine tuning and polishing of what they're doing, uh, they've, it's basically like they've, they've polished their sound, but they've added a lot more elements, um, which I, it's just, it's interesting. I do, uh, once, man, y'all are going to make fun of me again, but uh, lyrics. Let's talk lyrics as far as Bandcamp goes. Um, we, so, it's it's interesting, but like, you, I don't know, you, you, you I guess like nowadays you, you click on the, on the track and then the lyrics pop up, I guess. Um, and it's a little harder for me to see that, but I see this now that you can actually like click on the lyrics here and read them. So I guess my critique I was going to say is now 
obsolete. So, uh, Yashira, <laughs> I love you and you good know, looking out. Call me. It's all good. One one sort of like sad element to this release is that they did uh, have a they had a death in their lineup. Uh, Seth Howard passed away last year, unfortunately. So. I just want to say I'm really glad to see Yashira that you you know you you plugged you went you, you plugged through this and you kept going and you all um, music did and record. lyrics written by Yashira and Seth Howard yeah they okay I see what's going on oh wow that makes a lot more sense Christian mm-hmm. um I also really the closing track uh, Kudzu you know it, it's pretty like plotting and blunt that it almost loses me but the end is so powerful and just memorable. And really utilizes its buildup. You know, negative points for the fade out. I feel like that's kind of lacking imagination, but still like pretty pretty fucking good way to end the album overall. Okay. So uh, I I think Shards of Heaven is the track though. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it's got an, uh, yeah. Uh, it also has a music video to it. So everybody check totally. that out as well. It, it's like the most balls to the wall and like probably the most quote unquote math core for those who are preoccupied with such things. So. Mm-hmm. We're going to go ahead and play for you Shards of Heaven, which is track two from Yashira's new album, Fail to Be, which came out on December 11th via Good Fight Music. Here we go.
that was Shards of Heaven, which is track two from Yashira's new album, Failed to Be, and that came out December 11th via Good Fight Music. Holly, I know everything's everything dies. God damn it. I know that. It's like that conducting from the grave. You know what? Happy New Year's, everybody. Everything <laughs> dies. That's what Holly wants you to <laughs> fucking know. Mm. But they live on in our hearts. No, they don't. We forget about things all the time. Come on, man. You know that. <laughs> I can't even tell you what I had for breakfast. So- <laughs> 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 that's standing out. Uh, Otis, that is Christian and mine. Uh, this is, that is that's our, our dynamic. Yeah, that is what it? we yeah. do. Yeah, that is our dynamic for sure. It's like sometimes yeah. it's like who's the Jerry, who's the George, but mostly mm-hmm. we're both the George. It's a, uh, it is a, uh, it is a weird. It's balance. like <laughs> it's like The Office. Everyone wants to be a a Jim or Pam, but mostly everyone's a shitty variation on Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that's why George Costanza is amazing because he's so fucking relatable to every struggle that every shitty dude has ever had to identify with, or just a generally shitty people, you know. Dude, I I have like I have like a, a month of Christmas attire that I wear, but I have one sweater that literally just has George's face and it says Festivus for the rest of us. And I tell you, I don't care where I wear that, I will get free drinks, I will get a joint, I will get high fives. People fucking love that sweater. It is it is mm-hmm. it is that so. What is your um, what is that thing that you have knitted that's in your bathroom? Say, not a, not a square to spare. Oh, oh, oh um, I, Levi I has all I, kinds I, I, of yeah. fucking Seinfeld shit all over his house. I do. I got a I got a can't spare a square, uh, in the bathroom, and then, God, I can't remember where uh, the other one that I have. Oh, uh, the Penske file. I have a where, the Penske uh, file. Uh, yeah. uh, so where's the Penske file? And there's no in the in the um, in the actual uh. Uh, what is it? The the script. There's no comma after so. So the, it's just so. Where's the Penske file? That's all they have for it. It's like oh okay. So that's what like it's kind of grammatically wrong, but like I do have it on my yeah wall. It's good. I like that you recognize that though. Oh, I I, I the Ashley when she made it, she was like, "Yo, this hurt my fucking brain so bad." But I looked it up and it says that, so I didn't put it there. But anyways, Seinfeld quotes knitted. It's great. Um, (laughs) that's quite a tangent I'm just fucking Levi likes to read the punctuation (laughs) I do I like to read the lyrics the punctuation but here's the thing I'm terrible Uh. at English so uh Anyway, um, my, yo, everybody, wait, everybody, in the, everybody in the chat, my, my Russian wife that speaks English pretty well, she's definitely well aware after being married to, married to me for two years that I, uh, I am terrible at the English language and that sh- I am not to be trusted at all. I like, would say her English is better than yours. Oh, I mean, grammatically oh, speaking. Oh my God. Grammatically. You know? If we're talking like going to English class right now and like, yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. Pronoun, adverb, all that shit. She has it down still. She still applies that stuff. Like, yeah. and, and she knows what those things are. Christian. <laughs> those words that you just said, she knows what they are. <laughs> I know what they are too. It's like, there's a lot of them and I know them. It's good. It's fine. Oh my God. Oh, look at the big brains on Robert. He's got a BA in English. <laughs> Look at the big brains. I'm so proud of everybody. And he just graduated. In our our chat. Everybody's graduating, (laughs) saving bunnies, going to bed. Y'all are a bunch of regular philo rampists. (laughs) What? Yeah. Um, (laughs) All right. Yo, let's let's move on. Let's do this. Let's move on. All right. So the the next band we're going to talk about is Cryptodira. (laughs) I I didn't want to say it. You guys did it for me, though. Thank you. 
Um, <laughs> so uh, let's see. I'm going to reintroduce that band because I'm going to have to edit that. So the next band we're going to talk about is Cryptodira. Cryptodira is a progressive metal quartet from New York. We've covered them on the podcast quite recently. They played our first annual fest, again, alongside their label mates in Yashira. And uh, this is some fucking really interesting, expansive, ambitious progressive metal with some mathcore influences, with really interesting dueling vocals, which provide a lot of like diversity and layering um, from the, the two guitarists, Scott and Mike. Just... Right out, right out of the gates, I just gotta say, just what a massive, the, the sheer BT Bam of it all. <laughs> oh, let's talk about the BT Bam of it, but also let's talk about the layering of the vocals in the in the back to back. That's also pretty God, fucking awesome. The, uh, <laughs> that's one of the most interesting aspects of this band, I think, is the back and forth. It vocal is play. relentless. It is fucking relentless, and you even got the clean vocals in there too, doggy. It's fucking like a th- trifecta going on. It's um, it is something else. I uh. Man, because th- didn't we cover the single from these guys or not? We did. We talked about their two-song EP. But their two-song EP. A little okay. While ago, yeah. Yes. Um. So, uh, cover art amazing. The the vocal approach, I can't get over it. Um, I can't stop listening to this album. It is God. Quite... The cover art is beautiful. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, it is a. It's it's got a great length to the album. Uh, which it actually. Uh, like it makes me minutes. sometime I'm already like doing the BT bam thing where I'm like, I'm skipping one or two. Cause I'm like, Oh fuck. I'm on track four right now. I can't even wait for it. I want it right now. You can't like, wait 32 like, minutes for track five. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I was like, I can't wait. I can't, I can't like that kind of thing. It's all great. I just like already, I'm catching myself do that. Like what I did. Every before. track is long as fuck. They're all like fucking yeah. six, seven, eight minutes long. And, long. and every track is, is a journey. It's a ride. It's great. Fucking sit back. Enjoy. But like sometimes like, no, 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 no. I just want track four. So yeah. Uh, they definitely gave me the, the, the BT Bam vibes and not even just like, yo, they're Jack and BT Bam. It's just, there's some elements. And then also just that, like, I don't know what it was with how I treated the album itself. You know, so. we know what it is though, particularly that draws that comparison for me is the fact that it was recorded and engineered by Jamie King, the same guy who has produced and engineered every single between the buried and me album, but the silent circus. I had to read that three times because every time I wrote, uh, I read Jamie King, I kept re- reading Jamie Ken- Kennedy, and I'm like Levi, you know it's not Jamie Kennedy, and like I <laughs> like fucking had to do that like three separate times. It was a weird like uh, easily distracted you are, dude. It was just like <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, no Levi, it's not your fucking nostalgic comedy from the '90s. Not Jamie Josta, somebody else. <laughs> not not crazy but, uh, this, fucking uh, hardcore Honestly, man. dude, like no. um the. Even um, the the, you know, the, this... the starting track self uh, effect uh, efface you know it's just it, it lets you know exactly what you're in for it's just a beautiful ride uh, between brutality and just melodic tunes the elements of jazz sometimes you know mm-hmm. uh, it's everything they're, they're delivering everything that I wanted out of BT Bam's subsequent releases and delivering it on like a, a less noodly meandering uh, palette you know it's just a bit more succinct yep yeah so they just released their new album it's called The Angel of History um, on December 4th via Good Fight Music again who is just really fucking killing it right now so many so many good releases in the last couple years especially between you know now and 2018 there's been a ton of good shit out to that label um 
one of the things, this is a very Levi thing to bring up, but just can you imagine the, the lyric sheet for this album? Can you imagine if they printed these lyrics? <laughs> I, I I hate to keep like oh, drawing. Yeah, I hate I hate to keep drawing the BT Bam comparison, but like Tommy Rogers definitely has insanely elaborate lyrics, and I, I see a lot of parallels here with that because like the lyrics are just huge. It's like fucking paragraphs and paragraphs of non-repeating shit. Dude, it is crazy. crazy. Yeah, I um I I have this in my notes as well, and I knew it was gonna be this whole thing. Like, I don't know. But, uh, it, it, I don't know. He's just got a lot to say, man. And there, I, I haven't like, there's no like chorus or anything. Like he no. just keeps going, you know? And so I was like, where's the fucking lyrics? But then halfway through, I'm like, wait a second. And I just kept listening. And I'm like, oh my God, this would be forever. Like, but also post the fucking lyrics. Why not? You know, like, why not do it? Why not? Indeed. Yep. <clears throat> So to talk about some of my favorite tracks, I really feel like the opening track is quite excellent. Like it's a sen- it's quintessentially Cryptodira, and I think it like perfectly sets the tone for what the rest of this record is like. And you know, as soon as I heard that, you know, I thought to myself, this is the record that they have always wanted to write. Like it, it's it's got everything that they usually do, but just so perfectly refined and distilled. You know, and just much like the, especially the singing is just like way better executed on this record too. Oh it's been a, yeah. You know, previously the singing has been kind of a complaint for me, but I feel like they're much, they're like they're well done on this record. Like, and again, that, that the opening track is just, um, you know, it, it's just again expansive, great back and forth play with the vocalist from Mike and Scott doing screamed and sung vocals respectively. And then it launches into this like mathcore-esque sequence with diminished chords a la Dillinger Escape Plan. And then the conclusion of the track also just suddenly breaks away with this like acoustic guitar break, which really reminded me of the Human Abstract. Again, another band that Jamie King has worked with. So the Jamie King is just all over this record. Yep. I don't know if he was like, listen, you guys need to put a fucking acoustic outro here, but <laughs> whoever's fucking call that was, that was a fucking good call because it's fucking, it just fits in so perfectly. Dante's inspiration was another major highlight for me. Uh, probably Damn because of right. That very, Damn right. Probably because of that very, you know, diminished kind of gross half-step harmony, clean guitar riff. I like Tendency to Fall, which might have been one of the best tracks on the album with its rhythmic, memorable introduction. And again, just so perfectly balancing the singing and the screaming, uh, the, the the interplay between the two vocalist guitarists, which is then followed by an incredible groove riff, which is just so goddamn infectiously head-bobbing and also mesmerizing. Uh, you know, It's like the two, the two guitar parts are like shifting back and forth in this like kind of staggered fashion. It's just like really interesting, big time. Big time chef's kiss on the bridge. <laughs> Spicy meatball. Mwah. Fucking yeah, that that groove riff is just fucking something else though. Tendency to fall. I think that I think that might be the best track on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really enjoyed what can't be taken back, which is probably like the most quote unquote brutal track of the album. You know, it's got that chuggy intro, um, great bridge where the guitars are super soft. And the drums are kind of like playing tom rolls, and Mike sounds like he's like very far away off in the background, screaming um, an expanding divide, which kills both meaning and time. I also like the closer, something other than sacrifice, which takes a minute to get going, but once it does, it's like some of the most exciting riffs on the album. Which songs did you enjoy? Um, 
Well, like I said, uh, self off the bat, uh, really grabbed me. Um, as well, I uh, I enjoyed the ender. To be honest with you, uh, track eight, something yeah. other than a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. man, that's good. That's good I, honestly, sure. I'll I'll go start to finish. I'll go track one uh, and then track eight were my favorites. Uh, self Actually, and then something other than sacrifice. For sure. Um, I went back and forth on this. I felt you know, if you think that self effective face is the is the one though. I think we should give him that because it's just it. I mean, uh, what the thing is something other track- than sacrifice takes a bit too longer, bit too long to get going for me. I feel like track track one is always like uh, it's like an intro, right? Or it can be, hey, uh, this is all we have. Blah, we blew our load on the first fucking track. That's all we got. Um, or it's this where I really feel it's just like. If you want to know a summary of what you're about to expect in the next like seven tracks, this is what you're about to expect. That kind of thing. Um, that's what I really and it's, yeah. And, and self just grabs you, picks you up, picks up right off the bat. You know. Uh, so I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I'd say fucking why not track one. Okay, perfect. So we're gonna go ahead and play for you "Self Effect a Face," which is track one from Crypto Dira's new album, "The Angel of History," which they released December fourth via Good Fight Music. Here we go.
Tell me that outro is not so the human abstract. So fucking, it's just really dialing that in. So that was uh, Self-Effect Efface, which is track one from Cryptodira's new album, The Angel of History, which just came out on December 4th via Good Fight Music. So the next band we're going to talk about is Possession 1981. Possession 1981 are a blackened chaotic hardcore trio from Detroit, Michigan, featuring members members of Pharaoh Lux. We've talked about the band before and premiered three fantastic, spooky, and horrifying music videos for them, no less, all of which I will link for you in the description. How fucking good were those music videos, by the way? I feel it. I feel it really adds to the aesthetic of this. Uh, the aesthetic of this band, especially with the black inside, uh, I absolutely love it. I so there's a lot of black and hardcore out there, but um, the 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 way they mix it in the soup uh, in Possession 1981 is something special. There's a little extra, little something in there. It might be cayenne or something, but they got <laughs> they got something extra in there. You know, um, it's fucking. It's good. It's really good, man. Uh, I I I once again. Uh, thankfully we just had the their their uh, their six track release so i'm okay with just getting a single right now uh and it rips so yeah uh so on that note uh, they are back with a new single pendulum has swung which came out december 5th and as to be expected it's a fucking rager when that titular line comes in it's just like blood curdling like really uh, Mm -hmm. almost like again kind of like bordering a screamo type performance with the fucking the rawness of the vocal performance there. Like the, his voice like cracks when he says pendulum has swung and it's just uh, really just like desperate and fucking, you know, unhinged. And then the breakdown that oh, follows yeah. that is just massive too. Um, and then like the kind of like chanty, the, 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 the vocal kind of coming in the background uh, uh, towards the end there. Um, it, dude, it's, it's so fucking good. Uh, I, I, I gotta say these guys really know how to, uh, Ah, make me just want to pick up some pennies, you know? Pick Catch some butterflies, you know? Uh, you know, if I can do the spin kick and do my little, you know, my, my little Charlie Brown windmill. You, you know how I do. You know how windmill. I do that. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. But uh, this, this was very, this is this was amazing. Uh, I, uh, I gotta say, this is probably uh, one of my... We, we could write handbooks on each other's mosh moves at this point. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, You, again, you got, you got the little... <laughs> One, two, three, punch, spin kit. <laughs> That's, and then I got like a, yeah. You pick I up got change like, too. Got, you, you, yeah, and then it's, then I got like a cartwheel, cart, uh, kind of like a oh, sidekick, cartwheel, cartwheel, sidekick. That's when you're feeling yeah. frisky though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's when you, that's when you've actually stretched. A lot of, flo- you know, then, then the floor stomps for the space filler. Yeah. You know? See, I didn't used to do the, the floor stomps in the beginning, but nope. it just feels so fucking right. Frog stomping is what I would call it. It, it, it feels really you, good. You're always more of a in-the-back mosher. You're always, like, towards the back of the pit, generally. I think it's because I like the fact that I'm really close to, <laughs> to hitting people. <laughs> yes. I don't deliberately crowd kill, but there's something there's something powerful about You're being always, right there. Always towards know. the back. Yep, yep. At the Knocked Loose show, I was definitely moshing towards the back of the crowd, for sure. I support I support the direction. I, I was loving it. That was that was one of the best moshes of all time, by the way. Knocked loose, Oakland Metro, 2015, 2014. You and me and Milan and Eva, I, I want to say. I think Irma might, might have been there too. No, maybe this was pre. This actually might have predated Irma. Um. Yeah, that was very early. Absolutely. Yeah. That was that, a long yeah, fucking yeah. time ago. That was before Knocked mm-hmm. Loose was huge. That was before Knocked Loose counterparts headlined that show, as you recall. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. I I, 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 I actually, yeah, it was the the, the side room. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. The smaller yep. stage, which was way yeah. fucking better. I, I don't like that. That's where I wish we could have thrown Mathcore Index Fest 2019. That would have been ideal versus the fucking giant stage. It would have felt more intimate. Oh man, I I filled up my cup of water, but then I like. I threw some paper in there earlier, and I didn't take it out, so I've been drinking this water with some paper in it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Happy New Year! I drank yeah, paper. Yeah. <laughs> I drank paper. It's, it's all good. Damn it. Whatever. Do you need to pause for a second to take care of that? Or? No, I'm fine, Christian. I just took the paper out. I'm drinking the water. Drink the Let's go. Let's fuck character. it. We're going live. Let's go. Come on. Taste the chain, I said, long, long <laughs> after he was capable of tasting anything. <laughs> Sorry, non non sequitur there, folks. Forgive us. Um, but anyway, when that when that <laughs> back to possession nineteen eighty one when when the when that titular line comes in and then that breakdown comes in with the panic chords, if you will, the minor second chords is just like such a good fucking moment. This track bangs. Uh, I'm not even mad that they just gave us another single, and not the full mm-hmm. length that I have been berating them about. Um, I think it I think it holds up. It's good. Agreed. Sorry, Robert just popped in the chat really quickly and then bounced out, so that was really distracting. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so you have any more thoughts on this you want to share, Levi? That's it. All, all tangents aside. Nope. That's it. Let's let's yeah. fucking do it. Obviously, I mean, this is a single, but uh, it's basically our duty to tell you that you should listen to Possession 1981 because Fear Alex was a good band. This is a good band, uh, and even though it's not mathcore. You know, I think you can still appreciate where they're coming from, because they're they're doing this, they're doing what they're doing good. <laughs> they they do good, good things. <laughs> so um, agreed. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and play for you. Pendulum has swung, which is Possession 1981's new single that came out on December 5th. Here we go. Let's 
So that was Pendulum Has Swung, which is the new single from Possession 1981 that came out on December 5th. So the last band we're going to talk about is Nurture Nurture. So Nurture Nurture are an emo math rock duo from St. John, New Brunswick. We've talked about this band earlier this year when they released their enchanting single Lonely Habits, and they've since released two more really inspired singles, the more moody Heart and Panic, and this newest single that we're talking about today, Up There, which they released on December 4th. And uh, Nurture Nurture plays some very emo-influenced math rock with very sincere and uplifting lyrics, a lot of emphasis on two-handed tapping, which is definitely a big trend in a lot of math rock, especially in, in math rock duos, moreover. Really wish uh, there was a, another full length of this stuff. I'm just really hungry for more material from this band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do want to commend them right away. Uh, you know, they're, they are making some powerful and beautiful fucking lyrics with this amazing math rock. Uh, and they are supporting mental illness through their platform, which I think is just another fucking uh, an added cherry on top. Absolutely. That's that's one very interesting aspect about this band, for sure, is their focus on mental health and the open discussion they have running about it on social media. Yep. And, and and an added thing, I I know you mentioned the you know wanting a full length, but I do I do like that they are they have been pretty consistent on releasing singles, and for every single you know uh, he gives you every form they 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 give you the form of you know the original single, then the acoustic version, and then you know without I believe without the vocals then, um so you're able to uh and then the, uh, I believe also he offers the the t- the guitar tabs, and then if they're not posted, you just you know you, you can ask, and I just. I think that's fucking amazing. That Just is really cool. Right off the bat, it's like they give you the single and they they really bring you into what it. I don't know. It's, it's such a such a cool way to release a single from a band, uh, especially in the year of what we're speaking of. You know what? Uh, uh, where we're I got, all I just locked inside and everything. Absolutely, I gotta yeah. fully agree with you there. They're doing some really interesting, effective marketing of these singles here because. I mean, yeah, definitely my criticism of the single release thing is I have a hard time getting into the group more over when I'm not able to like really fully immerse myself in an album. But agreed, this this almost kind of makes up for it because it, they give you the chance to you know they they give you basically not the stems but they give you the instrumental plus the guitar tab so you can really go learn the music and of course if you know the song on the on your instrument you're gonna really love it even more you're gonna develop even a more mechanical. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Kind of an unconscious response to it because of that. Mm-hmm. And just to, to return to the social, uh, the uh, the mental health thing, it just it's it seems like they really do advocate for mental health, and I I think that's something that is both uncommon and profound, and that so many of these bands, you know, they, they broach the subject and frankly help people identify these traits within themselves, but it's uh, it's often in more of an like an irreverent way, or perhaps. They avoid the subject um, entirely, 
you know, essentially there's certainly some artists out there making this very emotive music that can definitely affect your mood, possibly make you happy or depressed or both at the same time. But the subject of mental health is almost like taboo is an open subject, you know? So like, yeah, kudos to fucking nurture nurture for like keeping it real as fuck. Like love y'all for that. That there needs to be more of that kind of really open, sincere awareness for these people who are writing this music that is frankly, you know, can be really depressive at times and can really like take people to those places and allow them to just like get wrapped up in those feelings. And like, we've all been there, like, you know, listening to dark music, like, you know, so I, I think it's good that they're really self-aware like that. I, well said, man, I totally agree with what you said there. Um, it's, I mean, I, I think, um, and maybe people would say it's not taboo. I mean, I just feel like this is something that should always be talked about. Should always be out there. I mean, it's it. You know, it definitely warms the heart. And uh, I, I, especially with the uh, with this group, uh, math rock is amazing. The lyrics are amazing. I specifically love the way the vocalist approaches uh, his, uh, the way his vocal styles are. It's it's very distinct, and um, I yeah, it gives me a little tingle. So <laughs> that little tingle down there. Yep, absolutely. So um. Do you have any more thoughts you want to add to this? That is it. Yeah, and just a great great music video. It's just super posy, upbeat, great math rock. I'm honestly surprised this band isn't like huge in the math rock circle because they're so polished sounding for a band that's only been around for like two years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not only that, the full length that they did release a while back, I think it was 2018, is also a really good effort too. So... If you're you're thinking that they've only got singles, they do actually have a full length. So be sure to investigate that because the quality definitely stands up to what they're releasing today too. Yeah, these two guys have been busy. Truly. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Up There, which is the new single from Nurture Nurture. And that came out on December 4th. Here we go.
All right, so that was Up There, the new single from Nurture Nurture that came out on December 4th. So before we wrap this up, I just want to thank everybody for another year of listening to MathCast, listening to Levi and I fucking bullshit back and forth, stonily, stonily and drunkenly, no less. <laughs> the format has not changed. <laughs> Actually, the format has kind of changed. We've, uh, you know, we've tried to the make The format it- has changed. <laughs> <laughs> In a complete reversal, the format has changed. Yes. We said we'd never change, we changed. <laughs> but we did. We changed a lot, actually. Yep. Inevitably, as, as much as we resisted it, we it, it actually happened. Um, to, yep. Despite our best efforts better, to right? remain the same. Yeah. Yep. I mean, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, uh, if anything, we uh, we were able to figure out this uh, remotely uh, uh, recording thing uh, through this year and uh, got some more equipment and everything and now we're all uh, it actually kind of made us more professional on recording and everything yeah, so I'm yeah. kind of kind of kind of stoked on that you know we're we're a little farther on a uh, cuz we just we started with one mic and us sitting on one now we've got couch two mics together which is... yeah How we, the fuck i mean do you shit, like we... that how do you like us I, I now got... <laughs> we might get three come on Who knows? what just just to spite yep. you shit we got Christian fucking, uh, and very, coming soon, cameras. I just bought a fucking a Logitech <laughs> webcam, so. So, Levi, yeah. you, can, uh, you can start turning <laughs> on the camera uh, on your fucking, your iMac. Right? I told you, what we tried to do this la- we, earlier in that we were like, everybody wanted to do the photos, and I couldn't do the photo, so I don't know how to do this. We're, we'll figure it out, don't worry. I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll coach you through it. <laughs> It'll only right. be a little frustrating for you, I promise. <laughs> If these new robots can fuck as good as they can dance, then we're really in trouble. (laughs) Okay. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 58th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next year with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. Bada big bada boom, it's another podcast, it's another year.